the 31st of January, 2008, episode 94. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Today I want to talk a little bit about something that's kind of more general in nature and it's about you know what we do as designers and you know all the things that we do in our life as well and how those two kind of commingle and how maybe sometimes they can commingle a little bit too much and uh, just kind of defining who you are and what you do and keeping those things separate uh, is something that I've kind of had struggles with a little bit lately so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. All right, we have a few announcements for today, um, first of which are the regular programs that I always ask you guys to participate in. The first one is the Tell a Friend program, and that's where I just ask you to tell anybody who might be interested in this podcast, people who are in design as well, people maybe in your classrooms, people that you work with maybe, or just people that you know may be interested and want to pursue a career in design, please tell them about it. Tell them where to find it, how to get it, how to subscribe, anything that they need to know. Help us out because that's the way we get people listening. And uh, some of you may know that because maybe that's how you started listening. So just spread the wealth and, and let people know. And uh, I would appreciate it if you do. And we'll try and keep this thing going. The second one is the YouShare program. And that's where I ask that you share some topics with me. You bring up some topics that you want to talk about. And if you have recording equipment and you'd like to record something, uh, send me uh, an AIF or a WAV file or an MP3 or whatever it might be, and I'll stick it in the show and we'll talk about what you want to talk about. And that'll give you a chance to uh, air some of your feelings on the topic as well. And I think that's a great thing. If you don't have recording equipment, don't worry about it. Just uh, maybe send it in a, a document or send it just in an email or something, or maybe put something up on the forum. Uh, one thing I've been trying to do the last couple of times here is go up into the forum and talk about some of the topics that are up there because I know... Not everybody goes to the forum or not everybody has time to go to the forum all the time. And sometimes there's some really good topics that I think, you know, should be discussed or talked about. And there's only a few people on the string. So one of the things I want to do is start bringing up some of those things. And uh, that way everybody can hear about what's going up, going on up on the forum. And maybe that'll give you a little more incentive to go and join the forum, which I think that everybody should do. You know, at least for the fact that maybe you can go up every once in a while and see all the cool people that are up there talking about cool design stuff. And, uh, you know, people are asking questions and getting them answered by other people that listen to the show. And I think it's really awesome, especially because I don't have time to go up there all the time. So, you know, and I'm not I'm obviously not the only knowledgeable one here. There's lots and lots of knowledgeable people that listen to this podcast and they have a lot to share as well. So um, there's my little spiel for joining the forum. But, yeah, if you have something to share, please send it in. And uh, my contact information is always at the end of the podcast, or if you just go to rookiedesigner.com, uh, I think, you know what? I think maybe I don't even have contact info up there yet. Somebody told me that before. Let me check right now. And if that's the case, I'll try and get that up there ASAP. It should be in the about tab and yes it looks like I don't even have it so I'll throw up a I'll throw up the contact info in there you can Skype me you can email and like I said I always say it at the end of the podcast so you can always skip to the end and check that out if you're looking for a way to contact me but definitely all emails everything completely welcome uh, and encouraged 
The next thing, uh, there's been a, a new addition to the forum. A couple of people were asking, you know, saying that we should put up a job board because people all over the all over the world, basically, that listen to this podcast. Sometimes, you know, maybe your work, maybe something you've heard about through a friend. There's a job that, you know, it's a job that you're not going to be going for, but you think, you know, maybe you're looking for somebody to get into that job. So they wanted a place to put those up and then people maybe in the same area or if you're trying to move somewhere, maybe you can find a job up there and, and have a new way to to find opportunities to be able to apply for. So I put a, basically just put a new section in the forum where you can make posts for that and then people can talk about it on there. Uh, I didn't want to go through the whole thing of trying to make a new job board and have another thing that I have to you know do the maintenance on because I don't really have the time for that. But I think this is a good start anyways. So if you want to... Uh, share with somebody else, you know, and uh, maybe be able to recommend somebody for a job, maybe meet somebody new. Uh, this is a great opportunity to just put up any available positions, or maybe it's just a contract job that you need to get done. And it's something you don't do. Maybe you can put it up there and then some people can uh, start asking you about it. But I thought that was a great idea. So I have made that change to the form. The next thing, the contest. The contest has been over now for a while, and I said I was going to pick some winners, and I have done that finally. So I'm just going to read off real quick. Um, these are the nine winners. Uh, I still have to randomly choose who the grand prize winner is. So actually, maybe I'll do that right now. Okay, so I've used my very scientific way of picking the grand prize winner, which is basically to close my eyes and just point. Um First of all, the, the other winners who you will either receive a book or a training DVD of some sort. And I'm sorry that I can't like ask you guys which ones you want. It's just, it's probably, there's no way that could work out. So I'm going to kind of randomly choose. I have books on several different design topics. Hopefully you can use it. Uh, if it's something that you're not really interested in, then maybe you can pass it on to somebody else or sell it or do something like that. But uh, yeah, hopefully you guys will find it useful. So for those winners... Uh, the first one is Rodrigo Alexandre. The next one is Jason Crocker, Corey Lack, Shelly Cook, Jerry Sprague, Daryl Hughes. Uh, I'm going to butcher this one, but Jao Ramos or Ramos. And the last one is Wesley Phillips. So you guys will be getting some kind of book or a training DVD of some sort training you on some aspect of design. So congratulations to those people. And our grand prize winner is Rachel McClung. So you'll be getting the Wacom tablet. It is the, I believe it's called the Bamboo Fun, which is like a $100 Wacom tablet. So enjoy that. You all will be getting an email from me because I didn't ask you for your address in the form. You'll be getting an email from me. Uh, I'm going to need you to give me your address back in an email so that I can ship the prizes to you and you guys can... Uh, hopefully put them to use. All right. So congratulations to everybody. And again, thank you everybody for filling out the form and participating in that contest. Uh, it really helps me out to get that information from you guys. And just to let you know, I have taken down the form now because I did get plenty of response and I was starting to get some spam in there as well. So I decided to just take it down and uh, it might come back at some point. It might not. I'm going to see what I can do with the, with the data that I got from that one. And, uh, We'll just go on from there, but that is gone now. So thanks again, everybody, for participating. And while I'm on the thank yous, thank you for listening. And thank you for tuning in and subscribing and sticking with me. And uh, 
making this podcast go because uh, all the things, all the feedback that I get from you guys, the emails, the people on the forum have been a big help. All, the, all of my little helpers that, that watch over that for me, I, I can't thank you enough. So um, great, great stuff. The last thing is we are still sponsored by GoToMeeting. And GoToMeeting gives you a great way to host a meeting with people that are not in your same area. It saves them money because they don't have to get to your area by driving or flying or however. And the reason for that is they can log in through a browser and see everything you're doing on your computer screen. Now, this is great for us because maybe you're holding a meeting and you're showing people proofs, you're showing the progress that you've done on a website or on a print project, and you need that instant feedback from them. Well, you're talking to them basically in a conference call, but they can also see what's going on on your computer. So it's great for that. You also pay one fee. You don't pay per hour or per meeting. You pay one fee and you meet as many times as you can. And uh, that's also a great thing because it saves you money. And uh, this is a great product. We use it at my work quite often. And it's it's used more as a tool to show people, you know, PowerPoint slides, but you know, it can be used for a number of different reasons. And if you want to try it for free, you can do so. You just need to go to gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. And you fill out a little form, you'll be able to download it and use it for free for 30 days. So check that out. All right, I want to start off with one of the topics from the forum. Like I said, I'm going to try and pull some of these out every once in a while and talk about them so that everybody can hear it. Uh, the, the one that I want to talk about today I think is pretty interesting and something that probably affects a whole lot of us. It says, how do I ask for a new computer at work? And this is from, who's this from? Delecky Design. And it says, I need advice. I work for an ad agency and I'm still working on OS 9. The president has an iMac and the front media office has an iMac that is rarely used two to three times a week for an hour max each time. The VP and president has an iMac. Oops. The VP and myself both work on G4s with generic big box monitors, both running OS 9. I'm the only designer of a 20 inch iMac at home. Not only are they beautiful, but I feel they improve my working conditions, wider screen, easier access to all of the areas of the projects that I am working on. OS 9 crashes all the time, at least once a day, and my boss always seems to think it's something else besides the OS. Hello, duh. <laughs> it's OS 9, and what do you expect? If I can't run, it can't run Cork, Photoshop, Illustrator, Outlook, Word, and IE concurrently without being overloaded. So how can I convince my boss to get me an iMac? This is something I think probably most people go through. If you work for a bigger, maybe a bigger ad agency, or if you work for a big corporation, like I do in my case, um, it's probably not gonna be as much of a problem because they usually budget these things out to get people computers every couple of years or so. Um, the smart ones do at least because computers get outdated very quickly, as I'm sure everybody knows. Um, I have no, I had a little bit of a problem with this at first because I was, I too was the only designer uh, I was doing work that wasn't really viewed as important to the business, even though I was making ads for them that were running in magazines and we were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to run them. Uh, it's just one of those things. Sometimes you, your job is looked upon as something that's not all that important. So why should you get a new computer? Well, lots of different reasons. And there were some good replies in this one as well. Um, the first one was said, the first one kind of talked about the fact that you'd be more efficient. I think he kind of went into that saying that it crashes at least once a day and it doesn't run all the applications that he needs to run at the same time. So first of all, that's slowing you down, of course, when you have to restart it or, 
you know, if it freezes up or whatever happens and you need to take that time to restart at least once a day, you're losing, you're losing time there. And if you can't run all the apps that you need at the same time, that means you're having to shut some down and open them up. And that also takes time, as you know. Um, somebody else said, I submitted an invoice for all of my billable time for the week, which included keeping track of waiting for my crappy computer. This is a great idea. You know, maybe document the time that you spend just sitting there waiting for your computer to start up again or starting up or closing down applications. And you can show them how much time you're wasting sitting there waiting for this stuff. That that obviously would make a difference to them because they want you to be um, they want you to to be able to have enough time to do your job and not wasting time just sitting there doing nothing. So I think that's a good a good way, a good positive way to think about it. Um, there was another one in here. Uh, they talk about assets and assets to the company. I think that's it's a decent argument, but I don't think you're going to sway too many people on that one saying that now you have you know a better asset in having a, a more up-to-date computer. I think that your main, your main argument here is going to be that it's going to increase your efficiency. You're going to be able to do things faster uh, in a lot of cases. You know, this is always the thing that I, this, the reason that I give for why I need new software is because there's new improvements to that software that allow me to work faster. I'd have to go through less steps because they made new tools that do those things even quicker than before. And I can be more efficient that way. So, you know, because I know a lot of people, a, a bigger problem, I think, is people being on software that's two or three versions back because they don't, you know, your boss doesn't see the point in why you have to have this update. So, you know. It, it kind of, you run into the same problem, but I think you have to kind of come at it from the same angle as I'm, I'm going to be more efficient. I'm going to waste less time. And in the long run, you're going to make more money because I'm going to be more productive that way. And I think that's the best angle to come at it from. I think you're going to sway more people into getting you that new computer if you use, you know, that, those tactics for getting that. So that would be my answer to that. Um, I was going to talk about my problem, I think. I started talking about that and then I forgot. Uh, when I first started working there, they didn't have a Mac. And, oh, this this is another thing as well, especially for software. If you don't have certain versions of software, uh, a lot of maybe the print houses or magazines that you submit to, they're going to want it in a certain format. Now, these days, you can probably give it to most anybody in a PDF, a high-res PDF, and that's going to alleviate any problems. But for some people, they still want you to send them all of the support files and they need it to be in, say, Cork 6 or InDesign, you know, CS2 at least. Well, that's another argument for needing that. Uh, for mine, some of the places wanted Mac files. Uh, this isn't always really that big of a deal, but sometimes it is. So that was kind of one of my arguments. Hey, these people want Mac files from me and all I have is a PC. And I was actually bringing in my own laptop and using that for work. Uh, which is not a good idea because you get wear and tear on your own your own machine, and it's rarely the case that they're they're going to be able to reimburse you those costs. So the best thing to do, I think, is to try and get them to buy their own equipment and use that. Try not to use your own equipment for their job. It's just not really a good idea. But um, yeah, so there's a couple ideas for you, and uh, hopefully that will get you that new computer because. I know it's exciting to get new hardware like that and be able to work on it. And also it's great to be able to work faster. So the topic today is kind of a more general one, like I said in the beginning. And it's just something that I kind of been thinking about lately because I personally have been struggling with how things are going. 
not just in my career, but in my life, kind of in my career and life at the same time, because those two seem to be very, very intertwined these days. And one thing that we talk about all the time is to kind of limit yourself, kind of uh, ration all the things that you're doing so that you don't get overloaded. Because the last thing you want to do is have too many things on your plate and not be able to A, get them done efficiently and get them done well to your to your most ability, but also because you can it can make you just not want to do things anymore. And I've been getting kind of some of that. So for those of you who may be new to this, this podcast, I work full time as a web designer. And when I come home, I have several things that I do. Uh, one of which is this podcast. I also do the app clinic podcast, which is a video podcast for like tutorials in all the different applications that we use. I also do freelance work on the side, which is websites and print jobs and stuff like that. And I recently just started working with a marketing company, getting more jobs from them. So already I've kind of gone through and started weeding out some of those customers that I had before that maybe uh, maybe I just don't feel like working for anymore. But just to kind of lighten my load because this marketing company has given me enough work that I don't have to have my own clients anymore, which is a great thing. And if anybody can get the opportunity to do that, if you're freelancing, I would suggest maybe seeking out some marketing companies in your area, maybe some of the smaller ones, and asking you know if they take on freelancers. Because it's a great way. I don't have to find my own clients anymore. I don't have to worry about billing. I mean, I build a marketing company, but they're the ones that talk to the customers all the time. So I don't have to talk face-to-face with the customers, which is also great. There's just a whole lot of advantages to that. So that's been a great thing for me. But you know, as a result of that, I'm kind of dropping some of my old clients that, that like I said, that maybe weren't that pleasant to work with, or you know, it's just more work for me to go through all those processes rather than just you know work with this marketing company and have them take care of half of it. So, anyways, I got a lot of stuff going on. Is basically what what it boils down to here. And I also try to you know watch tutorial videos, read books you know, still study up and still learn new things about my programs. Because if you don't learn new things about your programs, you're going to get passed up. And there's so much new stuff coming out these days, you have to be constantly learning, which is, of course, another thing that we always talk about here on the show. So anyways, the point is, and I heard this, I think I heard this quote from a hockey player. I was watching an interview with a hockey player and they were talking about something had gone wrong with that hockey player's child and it was sick. And they said, you know, you were away from the game for a long time. And, um, when he came back, you know, his kid wasn't totally fine yet. And they said, was it a relief to get back on the ice and start playing this sport again to keep your mind off of stuff? And he said something to the effect of, no, of course not. You know, I was still thinking of my family and he said, you know, hockey is, is what I do. It's not who I am. And that kind of got me to thinking about what's going on with me. And I think it really translates over well. You know, it's easy to get caught up in this stuff and want to do this and that and want to say yes to everyone and want to have those new experiences and be able to learn new things in design by actually doing design. But you got to really kind of put a limit on it because you get to the point where I feel like, you know, I feel like design is who I am now. You know, because it's all I do. I eat, sleep, and drink it. I read about it, you know, and a lot of this is because of, you know, certain things that I do, like this podcast. You know, I try and keep up on current things so I have stuff to talk about. But you got to monitor that. You got to not let it get out of hand. 
because you don't you don't ever want to feel like it's all you do. There's a lot more things to life than working, and uh, you need to experience those things as well. Now, some of them are going to intertwine a little bit, and that's fine, you know, if you're okay with that. But it's it's not always fun working a full day and then coming home and then working, you know, a half a day, doing the same thing or doing something very similar. And I'm really getting to this point where I'm getting kind of tired of doing that. So that's why it really kind of made me think of, of what I'm doing and what's going on in my life, because I feel like, you know, I want to feel like design is what I do. It's not who I am. It doesn't define me. I'm still the person that, that has several different things to offer. Uh, it just so happens that design is what I do all the time. So a couple of, uh, a couple of things to talk about are the first sort of, first of which is burnout. And this is probably the most important one. This is kind of what I'm referring to, what I've been going through is when you work all day doing design and you come home and you work another half a day, another four hours or so doing design, it can get kind of, uh, tiresome, you know, and we've said before, it's good to get away from this stuff, take a break and give your brain a break because it'll help you be more creative. If you're just constantly grinding, 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 you're, you're going to lose it. And I don't mean lose it, like lose your mind, but you, well, maybe in some cases you will, but you're going to lose that creativity, I think, because you're not going to care as much because you're going to be tired of doing what you're doing. So it's good to get out of that, do some other activity, get out and exercise, get out and do whatever it is that makes you happy. Play some video games. Um, I've been real big on the Guitar Hero 3 lately, which is a good, uh, a nice little outlet for me. But just whatever it is, you know, you need to get away because burnout is very, very real. And I talked about it before when I, when I first came out of school, I had been working full time and going to school at night and same thing, you know, every Every weekend, I basically didn't want to even look at anything design. And then when I finally finished school, I probably took about two or three months where I just came home and sat on the couch and did nothing. And it was because I just, I was so inundated with all this design stuff that I just did not even want to participate in it when I, when I had finally had the chance not to. So you don't ever want to become like this. I, I, I said before that it's, I think it's pretty normal for it to happen after school, especially if you're in a situation like I was where you work design job and then you go to school at night or you're doing both at the same time. It just, it does get kind of tiresome, but it's something that you have to do if you're in a job and that's how you're affording school. But, um, this is something you don't want to happen just on a normal basis from your job and maybe things that you do, uh, extracurricular design activities after work. Uh, you definitely, you need to put a cap on it somewhere and make sure that you're not making it something that's more of a chore rather than something you want to do. And it really can get that way. And sometimes, you know, you can get yourself into situations that, that really force you to do this. You know, a good example is this podcast. I think a lot of people, when podcasting first started, a lot of people jumped in with both feet and they said, you know, this is a great thing. This is awesome. Well, they got a few months into it or maybe even a year into it. And they realize that eh, it's not really that fun anymore I'm, or I'm running out of ideas and a lot of people dropped off and kind of didn't maybe didn't realize or, or just didn't honor the fact that there was probably a lot of people listening to them and, and expecting them to put out content. So I'm kind of in this situation, right? Because I get emails all the time telling me that people love this show and they can't wait for the next one. And you know, that's, that's great. That's why I 
try to keep doing it. You know, when, when the day comes that, that nobody really cares anymore, then that's the time when we're going to stop. Uh, until then, you know, I'm going to do my best to put out what I can, but again, you know, I have a lot of stuff going on, so things happen sometimes, but just goes to show that you need to be careful about things that you get yourself into, because it might be a long-term process that you need to stay committed to, you know, otherwise it's going to reflect badly on yourself. So just be careful when you're picking up, you know, new jobs or starting new relationships with, you know, kind of like I was talking about the relationship that I have now with this marketing company, because once you start doing work for them, they expect you to do a certain amount of work, you know, whatever you agree to. And it's not like you can just take it back and say, Oh, well, you know, I kind of don't feel like doing this right now. So uh, I'm not going to do it anymore. I mean, you could do that, but that's not going to make you look very good. Right? So burnout, just look out, look out for loading yourself up with too much stuff. And also, you know, the, some of the things that I was talking about, it doesn't even have to be that you, you know, work all day and then you come home and you work on more stuff. Maybe it's just you work all day, you come home and then you're in a book all night, you know, trying to learn new stuff. Like I said, this is something that we need to do, but, you know, you can limit that. You can maybe just do a little bit at a time. And I think that's the best way to train yourself is to just take a little bit of time each day or maybe every other day or set aside, set aside a a certain amount of time, maybe on every weekend and just do your training. Then I think the best way to do is to break it up into really, really small, like maybe 15, 20 minutes a day and just set aside that time to do some training. Um, I think it's perfectly legit to do that at work, you know, because you're learning new things and it's, it's something that you need to do for your job to get better at it. So I've never had a problem. I would sometimes go on lynda.com and watch, you know, maybe three or four movies every day. And, uh, nobody ever complained to me about me doing that. And I was learning new things that I was actually using at my job. So it was, it was a win-win for everybody, I think, but just doing things like that, instead of just coming back, coming home and immersing yourself in it, you know, all night, I think it's good to just bite off little chunks at a time and it, it'll help you learn better and it'll help you not get burnout. The keys to the game. For a key command today, uh, I actually have a couple of them. And what I want to do is go through some of the tools. Um, the toolbar is in the Adobe applications. You can choose different letters to actually bring up the tools. And I think this is a great way to work. Uh, it's something that you just kind of have to get used to after a while. But there are some that I use all the time. And I wanted to share those because there's a couple that are pretty much present in every Adobe application. At least Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign use them. And those are for the selection tools. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking that I've already done this now, so let's actually do something different because I swear I've done these before. Anyways, let's say those real quick. Anyways, the selection tools for the direct select tool, which is the white arrow, you're going to press A. And for the regular selection tool, you're going to press V, and that's the black arrow. Um, I'm just going to move down the line here in Photoshop. Let's do these. The marquee tool, which is gives you the dancing ants to make selections. You're going to press M for that one. M as in mouse. And if you want to get the one that's behind it, which is the oval shaped one instead of the rectangular one, you're going to hold down shift and press M. And just so you know, if you hold down shift and press any of the letters that goes with the tool sets, it's going to cycle through all the tools that are in that particular tool set. So for the marquee tools, M and shift M to switch to the oval. 
All right. The last thing I wanted to touch on in this topic is kind of more what we're bringing to the job. Now we said right off the bat that, you know, we are not defined by design. It's just what we do. Well, kind of flipping that around, I think what makes our design what it is, is who we are. And you really need to mix in your own culture into your design. Now, you probably already do this without even noticing. You have a certain style and your style comes from things that happened to you when you were growing up, you know, the way you were raised, uh, things that you're interested in. Uh, I know a lot of things that, that I do are influenced by, you know, just the different phases that I went through. When I was in high school, um, I, I was never a real big clicky type of guy, but I did have quite an interest in rap music at one time. So that was something that kind of influenced. It influences the way you dress, the way you present yourself. It also carries into the things that you do. And design is definitely one of those things. Uh, after that, I kind of had my period where I went through punk, which punk rock music that is, which obviously I haven't grown out of, as you know, if you listen to the music at the end of the show. But um, this definitely comes out as well. It's, it, I, I'm pretty sure it's where a lot of this style that's kind of grungy came from. You could say it come from, came from the grunge movement, but the type that's all kind of messed up, um, kind of messy looking, that, that kind of stuff was born from people like that, you know, that that are into this, this kind of rock music or underground music or punk, whatever you might call it. Um, a lot of the flyers that they would make were something that somebody just maybe clipped out things from a magazine, pasted it on a piece of paper and then Xeroxed it a hundred million times. And that's how the, the type ended up looking that way. And, uh, kind of spawned, you know, all these bands to do that. You know, if you sound a particular way, you would have this logo that had type that was kind of messy looking because it went along with the, the, uh, it went along with the persona or what that music is, is known for, what it's like, kind of dirty, kind of scratchy, uh, that kind of thing. So I, I think this is definitely something that probably already happens without you knowing it, but I think it's good to take notice of it and really kind of pour yourself, you know, the things that, that are the way they are about you and bring that into your design. And that's, what's going to make your design unique. You know, you can't, we say all the time, you can't just go around copying other people's stuff, but you can get ideas from what they do. And then you can put your own spin on it. Well, putting your own spin on it means that you're bringing something to the table that nobody else can, because it's coming from within, with, within you, you know, you hear people talking about pouring their heart into their work you know, probably a lot more with things like music or acting, things of that nature, but it definitely applies to us as well because we're being creative here. We're taking things from within our own lives and our own, you know, being and pouring it onto a sheet and, and using that to, you know, convey a message, some kind of message that, that our clients need to convey. But how you go about doing it, I think, is, is what comes from you. And I think this is a lot easier in some cases, of course, um, many of us may be in jobs where we're not allowed to be as creative as maybe we want to be. That's definitely the case for me. Uh, I work for a technology business. We're not using a lot of grunge type because that's not what people want to see. They want to see something that's clean and professional and looks like it's going to work all the time. And that's, uh, you know, grungy type and faded images and stuff like that. That's not really what conveys that message. So, you know, you might find yourself in an area where you can't, do all these things that maybe you want to do, but there is a way to still bring some of yourself into it and kind of, you know, I was trying to push the envelope a little bit 
you know, try and make something that's maybe a little more out of the ordinary than what they would usually want. And, you know, give that as an option as well. And maybe after time you'll, you'll start pushing through and uh, they'll start accepting a little bit more of it. But uh, it's, it's always good to, you know, try and push the envelope like that and, and try and get some of your, some of yourself into what you're designing. Uh, it's only going to make it easier on you because you're going to be able to express yourself a little bit more, but uh, also could move the company forward in terms of how they're perceived by the public. For those of you out there who are lucky enough to be doing something that's really your passion, I think you guys are already in the driver's seat. You're already somewhere where you can just pour everything about yourself into your jobs. And I've done I've done a couple of things like this before, and a lot of it sometimes is maybe just projects that you choose to take on yourself in your own time. Maybe you're not even getting paid for it. Uh, I was in a couple of bands, and I usually was the one who was making CD covers or websites or flyers or things like that. And it was always good. It was it was always fun because it was the type of design that I wanted to be doing. You know, if I could work for a record company and design CD covers all all day, um, that would be the life. You know, if I could do that and make enough money that I need to live on, that would be great because that is my passion. That's what I like to do. Um, not like I said, not all of us have that luxury, but if you do, I say absolutely take advantage of it and really get as much as yourself into your design as you possibly can. And uh, I think it'll make for better inspiration. It'll make you have more fun when you're designing and uh, definitely will alleviate any burnout that you might have, but it'll just be a lot more fun that way. But, you know, point being here is you are a certain person because of the experiences that you've had in your life. Um, The parents that, that you had that brought you up in a certain way and the things that you like or dislike. And these are the things that really need to come out in your design and it'll really make for a unique design that uh, I think everybody can benefit from. Now that's what I call a rookie mistake. I actually wanted to pull the rookie mistake from the forum today. And it's not really, you know, I'm not trying to say that somebody's making a rookie mistake or anything. It just kind of gave me the idea. Uh, there's a topic that is in the question section. And it says, what type of, uh, it says computer setup. What type of computer do you use? How do you like it? Um, it says, we kind of touched on this when people describe their workspaces, but I'm interested in what type of system people use and if they enjoy working with it. I'm thinking in the future of getting a home workstation that is appropriate for design and switching over to a Mac at the same time, but I need the capacity to use an external monitor Uh, Keeping that in mind, the Mac Mini seems like underkill. The Mac Pro seems like overkill. I would probably lean towards a laptop. And this is from the the, uh, member Camaro. And then a couple people threw their ideas in there, what what it is that they use. I just want to talk about this because I think I've talked about it before, maybe. But I think it's really important. When you're going to get new equipment, you need to be careful. Because buying new stuff, like I said, is very fun. Using new computers, very fun. And I myself, at least, always want to get the biggest, baddest computer because it's just cool, you know? I want all the features. I want all the feature sets. But you can really get yourself into a pickle because, you know, the more you add to it, the more expensive it is. And this member was saying, yeah, it seems like a Mac Mini is underkill. That may be so. And it seems like the Mac Pro is overkill, and that usually is the case because that thing is big and bad and costs a whole lot of money. And you'll be paying it off uh, for a long time, like I am right now. 
And then they'll go and make an Intel version and uh, you won't have that one. So think about that as well. I mean, these things update quite often. Uh, it gets outdated very quickly and then you're stuck with something that maybe you're still paying on, maybe you're not, but it's gonna cost you another couple grand to get in the game with the new ones. So I think the, the biggest mistake people make maybe is thinking that they need, to, need more power than they actually do. Uh, I had aspirations of doing a lot of different things and I actually do. And I think it's worth it for me to have the computer that I have because I do um, regular design work, but I also do video, I also do audio editing, and I need that power for these things. If you're just doing print design, or if you're only doing web design, you could probably get by with a laptop, with an iMac, or with something similar in PCs. I'm not trying to be biased here. Uh, you know, I do like Macs, but PCs work just as well. I use a Dell uh, laptop for my, my web design job, and it works just fine. works perfectly, and it's not a super expensive model. Um, I do have a couple of gigs of RAM on that because running Photoshop and Illustrator and Dreamweaver and all these things at the same time can get kind of taxing on your machine and also running a server as well, test server. So it's good to ramp up things like that, but you don't have to go out and you don't have to get the MacBook Pro, you know, maybe you can just settle for a MacBook instead. Um, and this whole, this new MacBook Air that came out, um, I'm saying that probably you don't want to buy that thing. It's really, really expensive. Unless you need, for some reason, for your computer to be that skinny, I would say stay away from that one. Um, it doesn't really have as much power. I think it's comparable to the, to the MacBooks. It might even be less as far as the processing power. And it's really just, it's not going to do anything more for you other than fit in an envelope or whatever it is they did with that thing. But getting back to the subject, um, try and plan for how much power, how much speed you're going to need to do your job, what what kind of computer you're actually going to need, you know, because you probably can settle for, maybe you get, um, maybe you get a, a laptop and you get a docking station with a monitor, or maybe, you know, if you're, if you're using a Mac, maybe just get an external monitor to hook up to that and then a keyboard and everything. So, so that you have kind of that desktop setup, but you can also go portable, which might sway into your decision. Maybe you do need something that's portable as well. Uh, I think you just need to be smart about what you need though, and not overshoot that because like I said, the bills can get big and it also gets outdated very quickly. And now you're stuck with an old model and you have to go upgrade again. So um, just be wise about what kind of computer setup you need. And uh, if you want to go share what you use, what you personally use, then go to the question section of the forum, rookiedesigner.com slash forum. And uh, you can share with everybody else what you use. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Our website for today is another training site. I always rave about lynda.com. That's actually my favorite one. Um, there are several others out there like that. And one of them is our website today, which is called Atomic Learning. And you can find that at atomiclearning.com, I believe. Let me make sure that's correct. It's actually movies.atomiclearning.com. And like I said, kind of the same idea as Linda. They actually have tutorials in English and Spanish. So that's kind of cool if you're a Spanish speaker. But they have all kinds of videos for video tutorials for different applications. Uh, there's lots of the Microsoft Office ones, uh, Acrobat I see here, Apple Works, just to name a few, Dreamweaver, Excel, Final Cut Pro, Flash, Illustrator, 
Um, they just have training on Mac OS X. Just trying to pick some out here. Uh, Photoshop. The big ones, obviously, are going to be in there. Word. So lots of different videos. Uh, this is a pay site, so you will have to go in and uh, purchase a membership. If you go in, though, and you want to just check them out, there's usually about four or five videos that you can look at for free and just see kind of what they're like and uh, judge for yourself whether that's something you need. And I, I really recommend these type of things as a good way to do some quick learning. Like I said, I watched a, a couple of videos every day. And in a lot of cases, maybe you can even get your work to pay for this because it's continued education, which is usually something that is is covered by your work. So maybe that's something to think about. Anyways, uh, looks like a pretty cool site to me. That's uh, Atomic Learning. All right, so that's about it for this time. Uh, once again, the programs, tell a friend. Please tell anybody that you think might be interested in checking out this podcast. Tell them about it, where it is, how to get it. And I would very much appreciate that. Uh, the YouShare program, if you have a topic that you want to talk about, uh, either record me a message and send me an MP3 or something like that, or just write it in an email and send it, and we'll have a discussion about something that you, some topic that you'd like to hear about that is design-related. Um, if you need to contact me, you can do that. You can email me at adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can Skype me, and I'm actually on Skype quite a bit now. Um, my username is Titan Strides, so you can find me up there. You can go to the forum, which again is rookiedesigner.com slash forum, and talk to me as well as others. Again, I don't get up there a whole lot, so if you have a personal question for me, the Skype or the email is probably the best way to do it. But if you have a question that can be answered by pretty much any designer, then put it up on the forum and you'll probably get uh, an answer a lot quicker. It does take me a little bit of time to, to get to my emails and stuff sometimes. So... Uh, the last way is MySpace. If you're on that, it's uh, myspace.com slash rookie designer. And you'll find us up there and you can leave messages or comments or whatever you want up there as well. All right. Uh, thanks again for listening, for subscribing and keep on keeping on tuning in and helping this podcast go the way it goes. I really appreciate it. And uh, just remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's the big blue man's into a film Beneath the chemicals that the pictures fill The Ouija board and stuff is fed And drinking torches set of life Swing around you from the ballot box Cause the lights we touch Cause the lights we touch
much as if someone raised the price of dying to maximum vent again. <laughs>